RTHK News. It's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The headlines, the stock market bounces back as investors decide a mainland property giant will meet its payments in a few hours' time. The DAB party calls for the creation of a new cultural, sports and tourism bureau to tell China's story to the world. And the restaurant sector says business picked up for the mid-autumn festival, but it still wants the government to ease social distancing. Mainland property giant Evergrande is the focus for financial markets, with the cash-strapped developer facing two important interest payments later today. It has over $300 billion US dollars in outstanding debt, and it's already missed some payments on its retail wealth management products. Robert Kemp reports. The Shenzhen-based developer, which has a listing in Hong Kong, is scheduled to pay 232 million yuan and 83.5 million US dollars today. Yesterday, it said it had resolved the yuan payments, but made no mention of the one in dollars. It also did not specify how much yuan interest would be paid or when. There was also no mention of the 47.5 million dollars due on another bond next week. If any of the payments are missed, the company has 30 days to pay; otherwise, its bonds will be in default. Property developer Chinese Estate says it sold part of its stake in China Evergrande and warned that it could lose almost $10 billion if it sold the entire stake. In a filing to the Hong Kong Stock Exchange, Chinese Estate said that from late last month to early this week, it sold more than 100 million China Evergrande shares for an average $2.26 a share. It paid an average price of $15.80 a share for the stake starting in 2017. Chinese Estate still has more than 700 million shares and warned that it may incur a loss of almost $9.5 billion for this year if it decides to sell the remaining stake. The DAB party has proposed creating a new cultural, sports and tourism bureau as part of a wholesale government restructuring, saying there's a need to tell the China story better. The CE has said a reshuffling is in the works. The party says the new cultural bureau would better serve the country's plan for Hong Kong as a cultural hub where East meets West. It also wants a new housing and lands bureau to speed up the construction of homes and has called for a transport and works bureau. A restaurant trade representative says business over the mid-autumn festival was very good, just 10% shy of levels seen in 2018 before the pandemic. It's the second year in a row that restaurants have had to operate under strict COVID restrictions over the festival, with limits on the number of people per table and restaurant capacity. Simon Wong from the Federation of Restaurants and Related Trades said the government's consumption vouchers had encouraged people to spend more. It has actually resumed to about 90%. Um, of the business compared to 2018. When you see that last year, the uh, restaurant business in Hong Kong has been greatly affected by uh, the pandemic. About 30% of our business has been lost. And uh, this year, we have a comeback of the business. And compared to last year, we have a jump of about uh, 25% in in business. So this is a very good sign. Barty said he hoped restrictions on restaurants could be eased given that there have been no local cases in the community in months. Mr Wong added that he's cautiously optimistic the business could return to normal by the end of the year in the absence of any fifth wave. Saying about uh, getting to normal, I'm referring to the business uh, you know, the similar or identical to 2018 business. Uh, that would help a lot uh, in our industry, especially um, to help uh, the unemployment rate. Uh, at the moment, uh, the unemployment in our industry still have 
Veteran Democratic Party member and former legislator Fred Lee says the party should dissolve if it's not running election candidates. He told an RTHK programme it's becoming harder for them to join elections, but he believes they should still try to file candidates, even if they ultimately fail to get enough nominations or are disqualified. But he said there's no point in going on if the party doesn't have any lawmakers to influence and monitor the government. Mr Lee was speaking ahead of an internal party vote on Sunday to decide whether to boycott the LegCo polls. A Hong Kong resident who faces extradition to India over his alleged involvement in a jailbreak has lost a bid to take his case to the city's top court. Ramanjit Singh is wanted by Indian authorities who accuse him of planning the escape of six prisoners from a jail in Punjab in 2016. In July, the Court of Appeal decided that Mr Singh could be extradited for offences relating to escape from lawful custody under existing extradition arrangements between Hong Kong and India. In its latest ruling, the Court of Appeal also rejected Mr Singh's bid to take his course to case to the Court of Final Appeal, saying it did not find the legal issue raised by him to be of great and general importance to merit an appeal. The United States has promised to step up donations of vaccines to lower and middle income countries to tackle what President Biden called the global tragedy of coronavirus. He told a virtual meeting of world leaders that Washington would give away another 500 million doses, bringing its total commitment to more than a billion. Lily Caprani from the United Nations Children's Fund, UNICEF, said action needed to be taken quickly. Pledges are not enough. We need to turn those pledges into action immediately. In the lowest income countries in the world where there are still doctors and nurses and midwives who are not vaccinated against COVID-19, they cannot afford to wait until next year. They need to be protected now and the communities that rely on them need them to be vaccinated now. U.S. drugs regulators have authorised a booster dose of the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine for those at high risk and others aged over 65. The announcement comes amid debate over whether the booster is the best use of available doses. The BBC's Steve Jackson reports. The boosters approved today would be given at least six months after second doses of the vaccine. The US Food and Drug Administration said in addition to those who are vulnerable because of their health, third shots would also be extended to those whose jobs put them at greater risk of exposure to the virus. Countries like Israel and Britain have already begun giving boosters, but the World Health Organization has criticized wealthy nations for launching such programs, when huge numbers of people around the world have yet to be given any vaccine at all. The Brazilian president, Jair Bolsonaro, has said he will self-isolate for five days following his return from the UN General Assembly. His health minister, Marcelo Queiroga, tested positive for the coronavirus and has been forced to stay in a New York hotel. Some 50 people from the delegation that travelled with Mr Bolsonaro to the US will also stay at home until Saturday. Brazil's health regulator had recommended two weeks of quarantine for Mr Bolsonaro and his entourage. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has warned that November's climate summit in Scotland is a critical turning point for humanity. In a speech to the UN General Assembly, Mr Johnson called for all countries to commit to substantial reductions in carbon emissions by 2030. He said time was desperately short to turn the tide and future generations would blame those in power now if they failed. Our grandchildren will know that we are the culprits and they will know that we knew that we were warned and they will ask themselves what kind of people we were to be so selfish and so short-sighted. 
The first public film screening in Somalia for three decades has gone ahead in the capital Mogadishu under heavy security, raising hopes of a cultural revival in the turbulent country. The BBC's Warren Bull reports. The venue for the screening was the National Theatre of Somalia, which was used as a military base during the country's bitter civil war when cinema going ceased. After falling into disrepair, the theatre reopened in 2012, only to be blown up immediately by Al-Shabaab militants, who consider live entertainment and films to be morally corrupt. But in the past decade, there's been a concerted effort to revive the capital's entertainment scene. And this is the result. After passing through several checkpoints to enter the heavily guarded green zone, the filmgoers were able to enjoy two Somali-made short films, Hus and Date from Hell, by the director Ibrahim CM. Researchers in the US say two-legged dinosaurs may have swung their long tails from side to side to help them run through undergrowth at speed. It was previously thought their tails were just a counterbalance to the weight of their heads, but 3D modelling has now suggested that the dinosaurs probably waggled and swished their tails for balance, enabling them to walk more efficiently and run faster. Dr Peter Bishop, who led the study, explained why the findings mattered. It just prompts us to go on and explore even further to try and better understand which ones were essentially more competitive, which ones were the, the better predators, the better runners, because that might have actually influenced how they were able to survive and in turn when and where and how they actually went extinct ultimately. To finance news, ratings agency Fitch has cut its economic growth forecast for China from 8.4% to 8.1%, saying a property slowdown is weighing on domestic demand. The firm said a recent tightening of regulatory policies towards the real estate sector, a fall in housing starts and financial pressures are weighing on property investment. Boeing, the American aerospace company, has announced it will build its first foreign assembly plant in Australia. The selected site at Toowoomba in Queensland will host the company's first aircraft assembly line outside of North America. It will produce unmanned military drones. Boeing said it would be the first combat aircraft designed, developed and manufactured in Australia in half a century. The factory is expected to create 3,500 jobs. Evergrande's announcement has lifted market sentiment and a short time ago the Hang Seng Index was at 24,401. That's 169 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $111 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 109.79 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 17 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 61 cents. To sport now, and West Ham United have advanced in the English League Cup after beating Manchester United at Old Trafford. A burst forward, looking for the cutback, comes to Lanzini, who tucks it in. And West Ham United lead in front of the Stratford end. And Lanzini right-footed, finds the bottom left-hand corner. It's Manchester United nil, West Ham United 1. As we just heard, Manuel Lanzini scored in the ninth minute to give West Ham a 1-0 win and a place in the fourth round. Former England defender Stuart Pearce is a member of West Ham's coaching staff. One or two players got the opportunity to, to show the manager what they can do and certainly they stood up to do that and we've got a real good squad situation here, real, some great character within the dressing room and a great togetherness, you know, and I think that was there for all to see and you never know with a couple of late chances in the game we might have won the game, you know, by two or even three. Chelsea and Spurs are also through after both sides won their third round matches on penalties. Details from the BBC's Andy Barwell. 
Two games went to penalties. Chelsea and Aston Villa drew one apiece. Chelsea's Timo Werner got his first goal of the season. Cameron Archer scored the Aston Villa equaliser. But it's Chelsea who went through to the last 16 of the competition. They went through 4-3 on spot kicks. Wolverhampton Wanderers and Tottenham Hotspur drew 2-2. Spurs had been 2-0 up until the Wolves fight back. Tottenham took the penalty shootout there 3-2. Alexandra Lacazette made his first start since April. He scored Arsenal's opener in a 3-0 victory over third-tier side AFC Wimbledon. Emil Smith-Rowe and Eddie Nketiah got the other Arsenal goals. The Brighton boss, Graham Potter, made 11 changes to his side, which had started their last Premier League game, but Aaron Connolly scored twice in a 2-0 win over Championship side and Potter's former team, Swansea City. Leicester City were 2-0 winners away at second-tier Millwall. West Ham will host Manchester City in the fourth round. Chelsea will be at home to Southampton. Spurs visit Burnley and Arsenal face Leeds United. Leicester take on Brighton, while Liverpool will visit Preston North End. AC Milan have joined their city rivals into Milan level on points at the top of Serie A, thanks to a 2-0 home win over Venezia. The goals came in the second half from Brahim Diaz and Theo Hernandez. After their worst start to a campaign in 60 years, Juventus finally got their first win of the season, beating Spezia 3-2. But it wasn't a straightforward win, as the BBC's John Bennett explains. The last time the Turin Giants failed to win any of their first four top-flight matches was in the 1961-1962 campaign, and it happened again this season. They were yet to, to win going into the fifth match of the season against Spezia, and they were 2-1 down in the second half. It looked as though they were going to lose again. Luckily for the Juventus box, Max Allegri, goals for Federico Chiesa and Matthias De Ligt turned things around, finished Spezia 2, Juventus 3. So they have got their first win of the season, but only just, and things, things really aren't clicking since Max Allegri returned to the club, but they do have their first win of the season. Real Madrid are back on top in Spain's La Liga after they thrashed Mallorca 6-0, with Marco Asensio getting a hat-trick and Karim Benzema scoring twice. Sevilla moved into the top three after a 3-0 win at home over Valencia. To the weather forecast, mainly cloudy with occasional showers, heavier in some areas at first, with squally thunderstorms, moderate to fresh easterly winds. The outlook, occasional showers and thunderstorms again tomorrow. Sunny intervals apart from a few showers over the weekend. Currently, the observatory, 28 degrees Celsius, humidity 89%, and please be advised a thunderstorm warning is still in force. To end the news, the top stories once again. The stock market bounces back as investors decide a mainland property giant will meet its payments in a few hours' time. The DAV party calls for the creation of a new cultural sports and tourism bureau to tell China's story to the world. And the restaurant sector says business picked up for the mid-autumn festival, but it still wants the government to ease social distancing. The news from RTHK.
of life-threatening conditions from COVID-19. The virus can damage one's heart, lungs, and brain. It may cause multiple organ failure that requires intubation in an ICU. After effects can hamper a recovery. Vaccines reduce risks of serious illness, hospitalization, and death. Experts advise that any elderly person who has had a flu shot can safely receive COVID-19 vaccines. Get vaccinated early. 